Hey everybody, welcome to the Marvel Super Awesome Super Show. I'm Creech. I'm John. And I'll be honest, this is probably the most excited I've ever been for us to record. Um, Me too. I... I... <laughs> like, I, I... We have some news we want to talk about before we get really into Moon Knight. Um, but I just have to say, I... Did not think they would pull it off in episode four. Especially, like, if, if anyone stayed through to all of the end of that, of the last uh, episode of our podcast, where it was basically me and John Wayne arguing for, like, 20 minutes, and me saying that I don't think it's a good show, and I don't like these things, and blah, 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 blah. And I was saying that you were wrong. They really pulled it through in episode four. Holy shit. Huh. All right, so let's talk about some other stuff real quick before we get into all the Moon Knight. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster that's going to be opening on May 27th at Epcot. Now, uh, they are doing passholder previews starting the second weekend of May, but also they've already done. Uh, previews for cast members so um as some people know i am really big into roller coasters and have worked at an amusement park and now i have tons of friends who work at disney and universal and pretty much if there's an amusement park i probably know someone who works there um if it's one of the bigger ones and so uh i had the pleasure of talking to some of my friends who have ridden it um so i'm gonna kind of go in through some of that and also talk about the uh what attractions magazine has to say about it but um basically everyone's been saying the ride is basically like if you were to take the smoothness of space mountain which i don't think it's smooth um and the uh like kind of uh theming of rise of the resistance which i have not ridden i will be riding in one week and i'm very excited um and then just add in a fantastic storyline that's kind of what the ride is um so the cast members who went on were able to preview did not actually get to go through the queue. They basically just walked into the station um, and got in, got on the ride and then left. So they only got to see what was on the actual ride. Um, but from what they were able to find out is that um, essentially the whole thing is about a celestial, Isan the Searcher, who is trying to get the Power Stone and... Um, it's kind of like this time travel type thing. Um, but that's kind of all they know about it. Like the the storyline of the ride, I guess, has a lot more of the pre-show elements that will be able to explain a lot of these things. Um, but so what I wanted to kind of talk about, John, is do you think in any way this could become considered part of MCU canon? I don't. So. I don't think. So, um, I think it's a great theory. I can see where you might be coming from. However, the thing about, like, the roller coasters at, and the rides at these parks is they are kind of, they don't exist in time. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, these parks are ever expanding, ever changing. So you can't have a ride and say, yeah, this is canon to the MCU. Because as soon as you say that, then let's say something happens, right? Let's say, God forbid, they kill Star-Lord off mm -hmm. and the third Guardians. Cut to them killing off Star-Lord and the third Guardians. Anyway, um, if, if that were to happen, um, then what happens to that ride? Like... It's different with a movie, right? You can say, movie, the, this is the order. You can say that this ride has a place here, but at the same time, like, now, I'm able to, to experience it for the first time because, like, again, Disney is so expensive. Even when you live in Florida, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. As I, I made a joke to Michelle, my girlfriend. I was like, because we went to Disney for um, 
Valentine's weekend. And so she was like, um, so like we were talking about it and she's like, I like going on vacation with you. Well, I guess it wasn't a vacation. And I said, and I quote, if I spend more than a thousand dollars, it's a vacation. Dang. So here's my, I think it's crazy that that's how much Disney costs. I'm very fortunate that I know people and my next weekend when I get to go to Disney, uh, we're getting our days free because I have friends with guest passes. So I'm very, very fortunate that like I gotten to know people to do that for free. Um, but yeah, D- Disney is like, e- even if you live in Florida, I mean, unless you have an annual pass and you live in Orlando, I have friends who are like that. Like they don't work in the theme park industry. They just live in Orlando, do like whatever their um, work at home, uh, like remote working job is. And then they're just like, yeah, I have a pass to Disney and I just go whenever I want. And that's different. But um, so correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I remember hearing and seeing that Galaxy's Edge is part of the Star Wars universe, correct? Yeah, so it's, well, that's that's what they want it to be. It's hard to say that, though. Mm-hmm. Because, like, again, you look at the first Star Wars Force Awakens and the second one, and you're like, okay, maybe it fits here. But Galaxy Edge came out between... Uh, uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Um, so it doesn't make sense for that time period because one, the the rebels didn't really have a base anywhere at that point. Um, two, why would the Millennium Falcon be used for a smuggler's run, like? I it, for for like I I don't understand that part of the story if, mm-hmm. if it is and then like the the rise of resistance right itself it was like it's not clear like that that's like when you have a timeline and you're like saying this is part of the cinematic universe mm-hmm. it has to have a clear spot yeah. You can't just be like, eh, it sort of fits here. Like, that that ends up adding confusion. And especially when, you know, someone wants to consume all the media. I don't think... I I think that the rides and, and theme parks should be in this quantum state where they don't exist in any time and yet they exist in all the times that's why we can have things like darth vader and kylo ren exist mm-hmm. in the same place like yeah so uh turns out james gunn actually did say that uh because I, I don't know if you know james gunn did work on both the mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind and guardians of the galaxy uh mission breakout over in disneyland uh, and he did say that none of these rides uh, do exist in the MCU. They take place on a different timeline. And it's essentially to, like you were saying, it's to allow the guests to have their own world and to allow all these things to exist in its own entity. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm, I'm very, very cool, or cool, very enthusiastic to see what the ride does with Isan. Um, just because, like, having, you know, another Celestial that's basically the third Celestial, or no, second Celestial that uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy crew fights, um, and that's pretty cool. Um, I do have some sad news about it, uh, is that apparently Rocket Raccoon is not voiced by Bradley Cooper. Um, I know he is for Mission Breakout. Um, I don't know if there must have been, like something happening could have been a COVID thing, could have been anything, um, not a, making that able to happen, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to know the songs that are used? Let me pull up Spotify when you say this, so that I, think... I can add them to my jam oh, okay. playlist. Okay, okay. Well, and also, I'm curious, because, like, I don't know, ever, anytime James Gunn adds something, like, did you watch... Um, 
What's that movie? Or that show? Uh, Peacemaker. No. What is that? Oh, it is on HBO Max. Um, and That's so, not the... Is that the train? Nope. No. It's about... It's after The Suicide Squad. Um, which he directed. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters, Peacemaker, basically goes to do right. like, his own mission. So it starts off with the song... Like, every episode starts with the theme, right? And it's the song, Do You Want to Taste It? by Wigwam. Mm -hmm. And it is just a full-on dance. Um, Every character is, like, like stone-faced. Like, they, they don't, like, show any emotions. It is hilarious. The best. I cannot explain how amazing that was. Like, like that opening is the best. So anything James Gunn ever puts in anything, I put on my jams playlist. That's totally understandable. Are you ready? Uh-huh. So we've got September. Oh, I have that already on my playlist. Yep. Do you remember? We've got when I was no. Disco Inferno. Oh, yeah, Discomfort. Burn, baby, burn. By the Tramps. Yes. Uh, then we have Conga. Conga? By Gloria Estefan in Miami Sound Machine. Huh. I'm going to play this real quick because I... Oh, there's a YouTube ad because I decided to not open up whatever that app is. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what we're talking about now. Yeah. You sang that much and I knew. And then we have Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I already have that on my playlist. I ran. And I run. I run so far away. By Flock of Seagulls. Yes. And then one way or another. One way or another. Pretty sure that's already on my playlist too. Yeah, by Blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's pretty, pretty really good songs. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> James Gunn knows how to write. Like, he's a very good like writer when it comes to music because he knows like which. Songs can evoke the emotions he wants. Um, which is, um, I think, like, it, it, it's a skill that isn't, like, I feel like for a long time, like, music was just there in, mu- in, yeah. in movies. But James Gunn really started this resurgence of, like, defining what's, like, these are the songs I need to, to evoke emotion. Uh, the only <laughs> other director I've, I know that kind of, has done this is uh kevin smith but his movies don't have a bunch of music in them mm-hmm. um but again it's not like it, it's like focused around music it's just you know music yeah all right so let's get into some moon Knight now yeah oh my god can you believe it that okay. was insane. Yes, it is. But we got to we gotta get through the episode, John Wayne, and we're going to do our very best this time. We're not going to get sidetracked. John Wayne's not going to go. argue? Well, we're going to argue. That has to happen. If it doesn't happen in the episode, then nobody gets their free space on the bingo. And so. I thought free space was you talking about roller coasters. Mm, I guess it depends on what you put on your free space. Yeah. So here we go. Let's get through okay. this episode. And then we'll talk about the craziness that is the last eight minutes of that episode. The, the oh. best? Oh my god. Uh, ah. Okay. <laughs> so, the first thing I want to say, uh, we see that um, whoever is um, that uh, avatar for one of the, um, probably the avatar for uh, Ra, mm-hmm. um, he goes ahead and he takes the Ushati of... Um, Kanshu. Kanshu. And goes ahead and puts it on this, I guess, wall with many, many other Ushati. Um, and yeah. 
which I, so go <laughs> okay so i i read a uh like between like when we recorded last and now i read a um reddit post i don't remember who did it but he basically was like um in the end credits you see all these different ushanti and he was like i wonder if like these are all the different gods that you know have basically done what um what Konshu has done and gone against like the rules Mm -hmm. that's sorry i have the hiccups right now um boo it didn't work uh but i i think i i'm i'm curious if it's that or if it's also just gods who don't want to have a presence on earth um Uh, it's possible that like well from what i assume because hold on I have another idea too. Keep talking. Like, have, did you see the uh, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? Uh, yes. Oh, we probably should talk about that too. Yeah. We'll talk about like that at the end. We can talk about that at the end. Because uh, I want to talk about it right now. Well, you, you can talk about it right okay. now, but we'll we'll, so, t- we'll go through like, it all. We see Zeus in there, right? So we do. My, yeah, you see oh, Zeus. Goodness. He's got the the lightning bolt. You need to rewatch it, Andrew. Yeah, I do. I need to rewatch it. You were too focused on blue-haired chick. I was. Um. But um, no, it it's like you see Zeus there. So now, like Marvel's going out more and exploring not just like the the Norse gods, but we now have the Grecian gods and the Egyptian gods, uh, which kind of means that um, so. What I'm guessing is that we are going to use, um, or in Thor, Love and Thunder, the villain of that is going to be Gore the God Slayer. Um, which basically, he's a guy who just hates gods because he thinks that they're corrupt and evil and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be why, you know, we've only seen Thor is because the Greek gods were killed by Gore. Mm. The God Slayer. Um, the, it's going to be like a flashback for them. Um, the Egyptian gods have kind of kept themselves quiet by having these avatars, so their physical presence isn't there. It's on a different plane. Or a different um, realm of existence. And it's only the Norse gods now who are kind of like, Ah, I am Thor, God of Thunder. I'm Loki. I'm pretty Loki. Yeah, that that could could be a thing. I was um, what I was looking up was if um, it's only the Ennead who are still um, not alive, like I guess still roaming and having avatars. But um, Khonshu is not part of the Ennead, so that's a that's a no. I yeah, it it could be it could be a a joint of things. But I was very intrigued that there were so many of the Ushati up there. Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, we get Layla having to be a homegirl and save uh, Steven from dying because he passed out. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I thought that was where we were going to get Jake Lockley. I, I, I thought so, too. I was waiting for. Well, OK. I, I thought we'd get Jake Lockley throughout this entire episode. And then we, I guess we kind of did at the very. We'll, end. we'll get there. 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 Okay. Um. But yeah. So I thought um brilliant idea to use uh the foreshadowing of zooming in the camera on the uh the bullets in the back of the tr- truck and then Layla go ahead and do that. Like I thought that was awesome. Um, and then we have just this banter between Steven and Mark that is also Layla talking. Yeah. <laughs> Layla talking to Steven, but Steven talking to Mark and Layla essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I just fuck Steven. What? He, he kissed Layla. Not okay. She was okay. First of all, she was going in for a kiss, right? Okay. Yeah, but she doesn't he... understand what's going on in his head. Right. 
He... I... Because, like, part of me was like, okay, that's kind of... Like, you can't just grab someone and kiss her. That's the... You kind of had implied consent before, but now, like, you should have kind of gotten that consent again. But, <laughs> like, it, it was, Steven, I always think of him as, like, this child. Or, or like, a high-functioning autistic adult. He's got such a fascination on Egyptian history. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what he wants to do. Um, and so, like, when he kissed her, it was very much, like, awkward. But, like, she also did start kissing him back. If you uh, can... Yes, but that's still, like, Mark literally says to him, do not do that. Like, and, and understandably so. Like, you you should like they are two different people like not not okay Mark. or not okay steven uh right but yeah so we get into this cave all right this tomb uh, i guess it's the cave before the tomb but yeah you know we're getting down there um the symbol that uh layla put in the in the the dust what was that uh that looked like a 1 and a 3 that's what I saw too. Or a butt. Well. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do you, obviously like that's replicate. Um, not replication. That's um, just like in commemorance of her father. Yeah. Um, but I guess do you think there's more to it. Like, what does it stand for? So. Her father, we learned through this episode, he was an archaeologist looking to prove the existence of the Egyptian gods. My, I don't know Egyptian hieroglyphics at all. But remember what he, he and Layla were talking about when they first met? They were talking about hieroglyphics and how it's not really memorizing words, it's memorizing the alphabet. That's what the hieroglyphics really are. Mm-hmm. My gut feeling says that the one three is actually hieroglyphics that would be like her father's name. Yeah, that that could be fair. That like I I figured it it could have been some kind of hieroglyphics. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um. All right. After this, we start getting through, and we get into that weird altar room. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the sorcerer, the sorcerer, yeah. Um, the one thing I noticed is the sorcerer is blind. Right. Uh the the little clicky clicks, click click clicks was yep. really cool. Um, I don't know if you heard it when it came back after Steven was like, "I squished it." Yeah, um, I like heard the it. Little, little dumbass he is. Like, no, you didn't, Steven. You're you're literally an idiot. Um. <clears throat> sorry and so yeah Layla Layla pretty much has to run away scared for her life Stephen thinks he kills it and he's like I'm off to find the tomb of uh, of Amit and, and win this little video game essentially and we get uh, we Layla get... Yep. having to cross over that, that gorge like um, really, I got really... jump scared I, th- so this is, this is where, sorry, I guess let's back up a scene. We got dark, like all that blood, all that just like animosity of like, oh, like we got there. Um, and sorry to back up even more, but one thing I noticed, whatever, like the tool that the sorcerer was using. It was uh, outside. Yeah. yeah, it was outside. Um, so I'm very like uh, that shot was very clear of like hey look there's this thing i don't think it could have been foreshadowing to like how did that get outside i mean most likely uh someone was running away from him and he grabbed because like there's blood on it 
And it wasn't like it was like, you know, old blood. It was fresh blood because we see the blood yeah. in the uh, sand. So most likely he used it to kill someone and then brought them to the altar room to then uh, disembowel them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I, I think it's just a foreshadowing tool, Andrew. It's yeah. what they do when they are like, there's a danger ahead, but our allies and our friends that we're making through this show don't know it. That's fair. Um, all right. So back to two scenes ahead, then. So yeah. where Lay- Layla crosses over the thing. We see a little Jump spooky scare. boy. Yeah, the jump scares. Um, I think I would have been a lot more scared had I either had headphones on, been watching it on a bigger screen, or been watching it at night. Um, I watched it at like 7 in the morning. Let or me that. tell you. Pretty scary. Because uh, that, that's the thing with Daredevil, is I can't watch that show at night. Oh. And this episode is like a, yeah, yeah. Could not have watched this one at night. Good job. Like, check mark the box there, Marvel. Um, but so Layla ends up defeating this. Th- th- so here's here's my one critique of this this show, this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Layla ends up defeating the um, demon guy or the sorcerer by mm-hmm. you know she's about to die and then she rolls and throws him off the cliff. Uh, but oh no, Layla falls and she magically catches on at the very end, and it's like ah, oh, I think they could have done without that. Yeah, I mean, I think just because you already have had like two or three times that she like barely makes it off, like I get that that's like the gimmick, but I kind of wish they wrote it in a different way as to where like maybe she rolls and throws him off, and then that like part of the cliff that she's on starts like shaking and falling a bit, and then she has to like come back on. And then, you know, like just something a little bit different than the kind of expected, like, oh, there's the shot. She's gone. Oh, did she fall off? No, she's hanging and she's barely climbing up. Wow. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have any qualms about it. Like, look, these are all like. It's a little cliche. Yeah, but like it works. It does its job. Like, we don't need to see how she survived it, really. like. The whole point is she was able to defeat that creature more or less on her own. And then she was in a confrontation with Harrow without being able to physically get to him. Which is all that creature basically was for in the episode. It also like split up Layla and um, mm-hmm. Steven Mark. Which was absolutely needed because, you know, yeah. we, ha- we had to get the scene of Layla and Harrow. Mm-hmm. Where Harrow basically reveals to us that, uh, nope, it wasn't Jake Lockley who killed your your father. It was Mark Spector. Not really. Um, even though, like, Mark just brought his friend, or his, his partner. His partner S- killed him. Um, Which could be Jake Lockley. But, oh, wait. wait no, I'm saying, like, he brought Sorry. a another person sorry sorry my bad so uh that's what harrow tells him and then yes uh we well, get harrow to... doesn't say anything he doesn't confirm anything uh, uh... he says he says what do you know about your father's death and she's like so what you're saying that mark killed my father and he's like you said it yeah Let's dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, that's fair. Very manipulative. Because see, even I was on the like, oh yeah, he totally just said that that's what it is. But he didn't. Yeah. Like like I said, he is basically a lawyer. He doesn't, he, by by the the sin of omission, he's able to get through um, these challenges without ever lying. It's very, it's very well done uh, on that character level. 
he's been very like consistent as a character um especially like as a villain mhm i like that i like it when my villain is the is more or less like he's doing things you would expect him to do yeah um so after that layla catches up to well i guess steven finds the tomb and he's like ah this is a uh, Macedonian, right? Is that what, what he mean? said? Yep, Macedonian because it's Alexander the Great. Not he was because he did actually like no he was a pharaoh of Egypt. Yeah, and so, so um, uh, yeah. last Avatar was. Uh, yeah, was Alexander the Great? Yeah, which is um, pretty cool. And so he opens up the tomb and it's like, ah, oh, where's the Ushati? And remembers what they said to uh, Layla, and they decided that uh, Alexander was the voice of Amit. And so goes in again, very like, absolutely love that. Like, we're getting into that dark, like that, like icky, ooey, like, ah. This is this is what I wanted from Moon Knight this whole time, right? But it's and, also it also works really well because like because it was Steven doing that. Like it would have been a different situation if it was um, Mark, right? Mark would mm-hmm. have had no qualms like ripping it open, putting his hand in, coming out, and have like uh like the disgusting mummification on his hand. Um, yeah. Steven was like, sorry, sorry, oh god, oh, sorry, Mr. the Great, and then pulls it out, and he's like, oh, oh, it smells terrible, ah, I got it. <laughs> like, it's very well done with, with Steven, because, like, having him being control there makes it more, like, he gets to react as if we, he was the audience, yes. in a way, because, like, that's that's the thing with this show is like usually there's a character that's supposed to be like the audience uh like the person who is the audience, right? They they call it the audience something. No, uh whatever. Anyway, um and so like they've done a great job by having our protagonist and him be both the same but also not the same. So Steven is is the audience, right? He's asking mm-hmm. the questions that we need to know because we don't understand anything. But Mark is the one who has answers. Him and Kansu have answers. Layla has some answers, but mostly it's Mark and Kansu. And that's a very good way, like, if you're going to go into disassociative uh, identities disorder, that's kind of like a great way to like kind of have this um, be portrayed. At least I think. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. Um, I, I I agree with that, but I still hate Steven. Um, <sighs> <laughs> so then comes in, he, he pulls out the Ushati, comes in angry Layla. Layla wants to talk to Mark. And then uh, Mark takes control. Yeah. Basically, from from a like fight or flight type, like yo, we got to get the book out of here. And, right. Uh, man, I still don't really know what happened. Like Mark, so Mark like, got shot. Well, before that, like Mark takes like the axe and like starts throwing in. There. Like Mark's killing people, and then mm-hmm. Mark gets shot. By Harrow. By what, though, is my question. A gun. I, John Wayne, we start going into the this, this. We we go somewhere else after this, man. And I know that today's date is he, 420, but I did not do drugs. I don't do drugs, but something freaky happened, man. So, here is how I understood this. 
Mark is basically, because like, from what I've uh, read and understood, when you die, your body kind of goes into shock before it dies. Right? The beginning, like, towards the beginning, we got a, um, we got the, um, confirmation that Mark did die, and that's how Kansu, um, that's where he made the deal with Kansu. That's what I was going to start talking about, and then how this might be him, um, this might be something with, like, uh, on that, like, same vein. That's where I was going. Okay. Um, because, like, I, we don't know, are, are we going? Yeah, we never stopped. Oh, great. Okay, so, we don't know, like, how that, like, agreement gets created, right? So, in my mind, Mark creates this, Mark's mind creates this, like, hospital for him. Um, as a way to kind of, like, preserve his mind as a new Egyptian god tries to make a deal with him. And that Egyptian god uh, is Tawaret. I believe that's mm. her name. Okay. Um, and so, like, we see other pieces of what m- might be other personalities or other people he know he knows. His mind is trying to, like, put them in this world. And then, like, with the sarcophagi, um, those would be more so the personalities that take over. So, like, that's why we have, first, the one is Stephen Grant, who's in a sarcophagus. And then the next one we see rattling in a room. Um, most likely, that's Jake Lockley right there. Oh, that's 100% Jake Lockley. Hashtag free Jake. Um... It's probably trending on Twitter's by by now, uh, but so I didn't think of that. Man, I could believe you. The thing is, though. Yeah. Harrow in in that place. Harrow says that. He has, uh, what is it? Um, seduced him, not seduced, induced, induced, seduced. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, like Mark is on some sort of drugs in this uh, psychiatric ward, and part of me thinks. Like, I, I just, I think we could be in a place that is not what, but I think we could be in a real place. Right. And while, while I'm probably wrong, and it makes more sense that we're in, like, this afterlife state, the thing, the reason I think we are in a real place is... We are in Mark's consciousness. Like, if, the, the, sorry, let, let me take it from a why I don't think we're in a, his consciousness. Mm-hmm. Because of the way that Layla is acting towards Mark. I don't know if that is necessarily how Mark's consciousness would be thinking of it at this time. Stevens, yes, sure, totally would understand that. But Mark's consciousness, and that's who like we're being portrayed from at the beginning. So, I'm wondering if what, um, well, no, because, like, I, honestly, you might, I think you have, I think you have to be right. Because if, let's say, Mark is shot, and it's, it's by some magic bullet that doesn't kill him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it just puts him into like this coma, and then they take him here. Then what right. stopped Mark from, or what stopped Harrow from already having the judgment day commence, essentially? 
Um, well, it's probably not as simple as just breaking it open, Andrew. I assume well, it's probably a ritual in order to unleash um, uh, a mitt. Yes, but I mean, I'm sure Harrow knows what to do, and that it would not take it would not take the amount of time of okay, we have to put them into the psychiatric ward, and Harrow has to be in charge of the psychiatric ward, which he may or may not already be in charge of, but he also has to now have a mus- a mustache. Yeah, no, there's no way this is not an alternate reality or part of um, Mark's head. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're in, we're in Mark's subconscious before he dies. We're in limbo, um, and I thought it was just so crazy how many things, like, I guess were in there that are very clearly like, hey, this, 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 all of this stuff. That's as far as like the um, symbolism and allusions to. You know the cane being the cane, the mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, shoes, um, the well, the shoes were different. Like, I don't know if you realize this, Andrew, but as like whenever he would look in that mirror, that was not the yeah, that wasn't like the office. He was looking at like basically the real world. Like that was a mirror for him to examine like what's actually happening mm-hmm. so yeah and then i just thought it was crazy how um tomb buster was playing this movie that i guess does it actually exist no i'm pretty sure it doesn't no wait no. It's just a, a funny nod to... Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, which, you know, I got, but I thought it was like, what if this was actually a thing, and it's just this whole time this, there's been a Dr. Stephen Grant, just nobody knew about it. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, I guess, if this is to wear it, what is she trying to do? What is who? Uh, if to, if, if that to merit, like, what is she? Because if she's there, like, she's clearly going to be the person who tries to make uh, mark his avatar, as it seems. Like, what well, do you think she is there for? If, not a if question. That's not true. Actually, question. Who was the, um, so, do you remember, um, last episode, there was one avatar that said she was the avatar for someone who's a great friend of Conchu's. Mm-hmm. Love and music, right? Yes. You Because <sighs> I know Egyptians are a little- Hathor. Hathor? Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> right. The wife of Horus. Sky deity. Mother. Um. Okay. Um. But, I don't know, maybe it's another one of Khonshu's friends, and she's just trying to help Khonshu. She's like, my buddy's gone. We need to help him. You know? Mm-hmm. That, that is possible. I just... Man, I... I'm just so curious where this is going to go. She is going to help them out. Um, I just, 
it's so confusing as to like what what is next um and like i guess everything that we were hearing about the first four episodes being like oh you're not going to believe like the twist the turn and what happens when uh what's his name was shot um god bless sorry my brain is very very slow right now um when mark was shot I thought we were going to get, uh, God bless. I'm so good with words. Jake I thought, I, no, I thought we were just going to, like, I thought Mark Steven was out of the picture for the rest of the show. And mm. I, I thought that somehow Layla was going to, like, the last bit of that show, this episode was going to be Layla, like, defeating uh, Harrow somehow, and, or, like, or Khonshu somehow coming back and essentially going into Layla and Layla becoming the new Moon Knight. I mean, um, that's a great theory. But, like, clearly that did not happen. So it's just like, what is next? Um, I don't know. What are, I have my predictions for the next episode. Uh, do you have yours? The, the next episode is going to be us saving Khonshu. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we kind of need that. I um, I don't know if we do. I think I think it's more of by defeating Harrow and proving that Harrow was trying to unleash Amit, then Kanshu can be released. Right. But, so my theory is this entire next episode is about to be set, spent in Mark's brain. Or, you know, a solid majority of it. Right. And that the things that we're going to get outside of it um, is that we're going to get uh, goodness me. Uh, I think we're going to see whatever happens between Harrow and um, Layla, right there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's so confusing as to what is going to happen next. But that's 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 about all I got. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we have to have Konshu come back. Like Mark said, you don't have the suit, you don't have the healing powers, you don't have the strength. Additionally, um, just I, 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 before this episode, I looked online. Someone did like, oh, here are all the, the promo scenes that have been in like pr the promotional material that we haven't seen yet. Um, and there's more stuff of him in the suit. Um, there's. A whole, uh, it looks like an entire city is like on the ground, yeah. unconscious and or dead. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Mark Spector Moon Knight is standing over it. So I think next episode, what ends up happening, um, is we're kind of escaping, um, the, the whatever the hell this mental scape is. And then, additionally, it's going to introduce us to Jake Lockley, either at the beginning... It's probably going to happen in, like, the middle. Um, and we'll see him... Jake Lockley's going to have, like, a fake mustache or something. Um, just because that's how he looks in the comics. That is my big guess. Big take. And then... Um... And then, I guess at the very end we get Kansu back, and that's when Harrow's going to unleash Amit for the world. And then the last episode's going to be just us saving the world. Yeah, last episode is definitely going to be the... Okay, I guess, do you think Amit is going to be unleashed? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, so last episode is Amit's going to be unleashed, and basically we have... Moon Knight slash Kanchu fighting and destroying a mitt slash hero and Layla somewhere in the mix. 
the big question is what the what what will episode five bring us and is it going to keep up this hype of what the absolute hecka is going on yes do, do you I, get I it think... do, do you like that pun there heck the hecka priest so Ooh, this man. That was a great one. I was really proud of it. All right. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, not really. Um, All right. I am very excited uh, for the next two episodes. And... Oh, wait, 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 wait. We do have something. What? We got to talk about the uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Oh, that's going to have so much heart. That looks so good. I, I'll, I'll rewatch it after we get done with. Well, after I finish editing the podcast, but I think it's it's going to be great. I'm very excited to see how Jane Foster is incorporated. I want to figure out who the blue haired girl is. Uh, she's she looks gorgeous, and um, I like that this trailer did not tell us anything of what is going on. Me too. I like that movies are going back to that yeah like definitely i think especially maybe not spider-man a little bit like when you looked into the trailer like if you just watched it one time you didn't really get like this oh i understand what's going on uh almost eh, yeah you did you you kind of get all of the details of spider-man no way home with watching the trailer the only thing you don't get is that oh there's three spider-man but everyone knew there was gonna be three spider-man so yeah, I'm very excited to see what this movie ends up being. Um, and then also, John Wayne, we're two weeks away. I know. From the Not, Multiverse of Madness. So, so we finished Moon Knight, and then the next day. Well, not. I'm going to be watching it on Friday. I think I'm watching it Friday as well. Because... Um, I need to... Yeah. Tell Michelle or ask her which uh what time she wants to go. But yeah. I'm excited for it and yeah. I'll be I'll be watching it late Friday night, so we'll probably end up doing a I Saturday. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a Saturday podcast. We'll, we should live stream that one. Saturday morning, Andrew? Not morning, like Saturday like ten. That's morning. Well yeah, but I'm not I'm not, I'm saying not like morning morning. Well, no, it's not morning, morning. Morning, morning is sad. Mm-hmm. But like something like 10, maybe 11. See, see what we can do. Yeah. All right. See ya, everyone. See ya. Bye.